listening to I Love Old Time Radio with your host, Virtual Vinny. We are wrapping up the week here on I Love Old Time Radio. You can interact with us via social media on our Facebook page at I Love Old Time Radio. Send feedback via the contact form on our website at iloveoldtimeradio.com. If you enjoy this program, please consider subscribing to our podcast for just $5 a month at iloveoldtimeradio.com forward slash support. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I Love Old Time Radio produces a new show every Monday through Friday, each day with a different theme. On Friday, we are entertained by the world's greatest comedy duo on The Abbott and Costello Show. This episode originally aired on February 6, 1947, and here is From New York City Again. That's right, folks. C for comedy. A for Abbott. M for Maxwell. E for Ennis. L for Lou Costello. Yes, they spell camel. Your taste will tell you about camel's rich, full flavor. Your throat will welcome camel's cool mildness. So draw up a chair for tonight's camel show, starring Bud Abbott and Lou Costello. Downstairs. Now, I hope you didn't, didn't let them sell you the Brooklyn Bridge. Them sell me the Brooklyn Bridge? Yeah. Not me, Abbott. They tried to sell me the Brooklyn Bridge for $10,000. Yeah. But I didn't buy it. Good boy. I bought the George Washington Bridge. Not yeah. <laughs> selling you're impossible. You're a disgrace to the Abbott family. Why, we Abbots belong to the upper crust, you know. You Abbots are a bunch of crumbs. I hear now. Hey, the Costellos are a high class family, Abbott. What do you mean? The Costellos are the only family in Patterson, New Jersey, whose garbage is gift wrapped. Oh, hold on. <laughs> Oh, is that so? And the Costello's very wealthy, too. Their mean? house has a 14-carat living room, a 14-carat dining room, and five 14-carat bedrooms. Solid gold? Nope, solid carrots. Solid carrots? Hey, in fact, Abbott, I was born with a silver knife in my, my mouth. You mean a silver spoon? No, knife. We had more money than table manners. In fact, my family had, had money ever since I was at the awkward age. The awkward age? The awkward age. Yep, yep, the awkward age. Well, that's that's when you feel clumsy and homely, your imagine. clothes don't fit you, and girls, girls won't come near you. It started with me, Abbott, when I was about nine. When was it over? I don't know, but I hope soon. <laughs> you and your family, a bunch of nobodies. Now, look at these pictures of the Abbots. Now, there's a picture of my father. Well, poor Dad, he died just before I was born. He must have known what was coming. Now, never mind that. 
never mind. Now, here, here's a picture of my sister, Olive. Yeah. Everyone, she says she looks... They say she looks like Lana Turner, Betty Grable, and Rita Hayworth. Rolled into one. Yep, and when you unroll her, she looks like Wallace Berry. Yeah, oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> never mind about that, I'm proud of my family. They're industrious. And they all work like bees. I'm glad you said that, Abbott. What do you because mean? Because that brings me to my bedtime story for tonight. Is... The story about the grasshopper and the little bee. I'm going to tell it now, and I don't need any help from you, Abbott. You keep your mouth shut in the all whole right. story. All right. I tell a story all by myself. Now, all right. Abbott, right. you go over to Bloomingdale's and show them what a blooming idiot looks like. All right, Abbott. Now, once upon a time, once upon a time, there was a happy little bee, and he was just about the nicest little nah, bee. Nah, he was a drone. He, 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 what? Drone, drone. Yeah, drone. If you drone shut up, I'll have you drone out of the studio. All right, go ahead. Now, this little bee had a girlfriend, and his girlfriend would buzz around every morning and gather stuff from the flowers. No, 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 the bee and his girlfriend would gather nectar. Did I have that again? Nectar, nectar. Certainly he nectar. Yeah. It was his girlfriend. His girlfriend, Abbott. Right. If he wanted a nectar, let him nectar. You and nobody else is going to stop bees from nectar. All right, well, go ahead. Forget about it. Go on All right, now, these two bees were in love with each other. He got married. And one day they had a little baby bee. A little bumble from heaven. Uh, <laughs> a little bumble from heaven. All right, all right. We heard I thought we it was heard. good for another one. Cut that out and go on. <laughs> Well, oh, that was a honey, wasn't it? Yeah. I'm really getting sweet. Okay. Right, well, don't now, me on one it. day the bee, the bee met a grasshopper and they started talking. And the grasshopper had said like this. Wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. Now, nah, wait a minute, Costello, how can a grasshopper talk? A grasshopper talks by rubbing his hind legs together. Oh, now that's silly. Can you do it? Oh, now listen, please. You're messing up his whole story. Uh, the story of the grasshopper and the bee is very simple. The moral of the story is be industrious. Now, I told this story to my brother Herman 20 years ago and he profited by it. Today, he is a very successful man. Yeah? What is your brother Herman doing now? Oh, uh, he's at the J&M dry cleaning plant. The J&M dry cleaning plant? What's he doing there? Dying. Dying? Mm. That's terrible, Abbott. I didn't even know he was sick. He's not sick. He's dying. He's dying and he ain't sick? No, that's right. If he was sick, he couldn't, uh, couldn't be dying. Why not? Well, because it's against the rules of the cleaning plant. Woo! <laughs> You see, if a man is sick, they, they won't let him in the place to die. They want him to die out on the street? No, 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 no. They don't want him to die in the street. When he dies, he has to die on the seventh floor. He's got to die on the seventh floor. Certainly. Is there an elevator in the joint? No. The nerve of the people making a poor guy walk up seven floors and still letting him go home to die. No, wait, 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 wait. Because his wife won't uh, let him die at home. Oh, he can't even die in his own house. No, 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 no. If there's any dying to be done around the house, his wife does it. Wait a minute. You mean his wife's got to die, too? Certainly. Look, Abbott, what are you trying to do? Bump up the whole family? I got a good mind to bring poor Herman over to my house to die. Oh, he couldn't die at your house. What's wrong with my house? My grandmother died there. If it's good enough for her, it's good enough for Herman. Look, Costello, the reason he couldn't die at your house is because you have no die. You've got to have die to die? That's right. That's right. It's worse all the time. Look, tell me something, Abbott. Why does poor Herman have to die? He dies. He dies for a living. He dies for a living. <laughs> Look, Abbott, make up your mind, will you? Is he living or dying? Uh, yes. He's been dying for years. He even teaches other people how to die. Woo! He teaches other people you how to die. You mean he teaches people how to die? Yes. That's terrible. Hey, who taught him how to die in the first place? I did. Abbott, you're a devil. Listen. Listen, you imbecile. When I say Herman is dying, I don't mean he's dying like a person dies when he dies. I mean he's dying for a living. And a person that dies for a living is living even though he's dying. Oh, 
when you say your brother Herman is dying, you don't mean that he's dying like a person dies when he dies. You mean he's dying for a living, and a person that dies for a living is living, though he is dying. Now you've got it. Now I've got it. I don't even know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I'll close my eyes to every one of you, and when I do, I'll see you standing there. I'll lock my heart to any other caress. I'll never say yes to a new love affair. Close my eyes to everything that's gay. If you are not there to share its lovely day, and through the years, those moments when we're apart, I'll close my eyes and see you with my heart. The whole family? Oh, but my Uncle Tom, he can't come. They put him in jail because his wife is as pretty as a picture. No, no, they can't put a man in jail because his wife is as pretty as a picture. They can't if he tries to hang her on the wall. <laughs> I'm sorry, madam, but you can't come in here. I know my right. You can't keep me out of here. I want to see Lucasello. I've got to see Lucasello. I demand to see Lucasello. Wait a minute. 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 Shutting your mouth so I can see who you are. <laughs> yeah, it's my aunt Alma. Louie, my favorite nephew. My goodness, you look terrible. You've been working too hard. What you need is a few days rest. You're coming home with me and work on the farm for a few days. Work on the farm? What do I have to do? You'll love it, Louis. You get up in the morning at four o'clock, milk forty or fifty cows, clean out the chicken coop, gather the eggs, get twenty or thirty pails of water from the well, chop four or five cords of wood, pile it in the barn, feed the pigs and the goats, clean out the pig pens, and zingo! You're ready for breakfast. Could I have an extra bowl of Wheaties? <laughs> Certainly. Now, right after breakfast, you hitch up a plow, turn over the back forty, then five or six miles of fence, dig a drainage ditch around the barn. Pick and grate a couple hundred crates of apples. Pitch five or six tons of hay. Weed the onion patch. Cultivate the potatoes. Clean out the rabbit coops. Whitewash the barn. Grind the valves in the tractor. And zingo, you're ready for lunch. Boy, do a eat. I'll just have a moat. I'll just have a moat. I don't want to waste any time. Good 
Now, right after lunch, you roll out the butter churn. Turn 40 or 50 pounds of butter. Get out the cider press and squeeze out a few barrels of cider. Bale 30 or 40 tons of alfalfa. Round up the turkeys, the geese, and the guinea hens. Spray the apple orchard. Clean out the duck pond. Fill all the lanterns. Bed down the cows. Curry the horses. And zingo, you're ready for supper. Well, we haven't. Curried horse? Now, right after supper, you hitch up the horse and buggy and go caught in the farmer's daughter that lives down the road. She's a gorgeous redhead with beautiful white skin and a luscious figure. She climbs into the buggy beside you. You ride along in the moonlight. The horse knows the way. And suddenly the horse stops. This gorgeous girl flies over close to you on the buggy seat. She puts her arms around you, and you put your arms around her. She strokes your hair, and you put your head on her shoulder. And then, do you know what you do? Zingo! I'm ready for lunch! <laughs> You sit over there, Ann. I'm going to rest your hands and face. Hey, look. Hey, look, Estella. Here comes Marilyn Maxwell. Oh, Marilyn Maxwell. Hello, Marilyn. Hello, Hello, Lewis, honey. Gee, Marilyn, you look wonderful tonight. That's a beautiful sweater you're wearing. Oh, do you like it? I made it myself. It's really a man's sweater. A man's sweater? You could have fooled me. Don't go away, Marilyn. Costello's relatives are coming over from uh, New Jersey, and I'm sure you'd like to meet them. Well, I certainly would. Oh, Lewis, someday you and I will be married, and I'll be the wife, and you'll be the husband. Marilyn, I wouldn't have it any other way. Oh, Lewis, Lewis, you're so sweet. Oh, you have yes. such a lovable personality. Oh, yes. You're so, so cuddly and so cute. Oh, yes. I hate to leave you. Oh, yes. no! There he is, Mike. Louie, my boy, how are you? Hey, Ed, it's my Emmy. Hello, Emmy. Louie, my boy, I brought your Uncle Mike and your little nephew, Broccoli, along to see you. Broccoli, kiss your Uncle Louie. What for? I ain't do nothing. Broccoli, where are your manners? Mike, speak to your son. Hello, Broccoli. Get up. Go ahead, May. Tell him why we came over. Louie, you just got to put Broccoli on your program. He's one of those talented boys in Patterson. That boy has a head on his shoulders. I've seen better heads on a stale glass of beer. <laughs> oh, yeah? I've been listening to your program, fatso. What's wrong with it? And plain white just uh, uh, just a minute, Broccoli. Uh, what would you suggest for our program? Kevin McGee and Molly. Now, you guys are all right for the round haircuts and the long underwear crowd, but the stuff you're doing went out with the high-button shoes, Mac. Broccoli's right. You better listen to him, Louie. What your audience needs is young blood. If you don't get Broccoli out of here, they're going to get some. Oh, uh, please. <laughs> please, folks, we've got a program to do. Would you mind waiting outside till we're finished? Clients, dudes. May show Louis the sketch which you have written for us to do with him tonight. Now, wait a minute. We can't do that. My sponsor wouldn't like it. All right. If your sponsor means more to you than we do, we'll go. We've got some poor relations. Now, wait a minute. You can kick us around. We don't care. Aunt May, wait a minute. We mean nothing to you. Aunt May, wait a minute. Take back the house you gave us for Christmas. What a house. What's wrong with it? It's only got two bathrooms. And there's three of us in the family. Don't cry anymore, Aunt May. I'll do anything you say. Oh, good boy, Louie. I was only acting to prove to you that I'm a great actress. 
Didn't I sound like Lauren Bacalar? Bacalar? You mean Lauren Bacall? Sounded more like Lauren Jitus. Lauren, we're wasting time. What are we going to do? Okay, give me the sketch here, May. <laughs> Listen to this title, Abbott. A brand new love story entitled Beside the Shalimar Under the Garden Gate Waiting in the Cottage Small By a Waterfall in Greenpoint Where the sea is sunny And the dawn comes up Like flying fish In a good old summer time Good night, folks We're a little late I ain't gonna do it Louie, <laughs> this is a love story In this sketch You make love to Marilyn Maxwell I still I'm not Hmm? I said Marilyn Maxwell Is the girl you make love to In my sketch Oh, well You'll have to give me time To think it over Okay All right <laughs> Let me see that thing, Louie. Mm-hmm. Mm. Costello, this looks good. Look, the scene opens with you and Marilyn in a canoe, drifting down a beautiful stream. You're in the stern and she's in the bow. Can't you make it a rowboat and get us both in the back seat? No. It's gotta be a canoe. Then rip out all the seats and make it every man for himself. Quiet. Marilyn looks into your eyes and says, Come to me, Louis. Come to me, my love. I drop the paddle and make for it. No, 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 you don't drop the paddle. But I can buy a new paddle for a buck and a half. No, 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 not, not yet. You park the canoe under a clump of willow trees because that's where you're going to kiss her. And you know that no one can see you. Oh, am I a stinker? No, 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 no. Now, Marilyn leans forward. Her lips are parted. She says, I'm yours from now on. And now, do you know what you do? Singo, I'm ready for lunch. <laughs> You're playing hard to get. You're a city slicker. I'm the village idiot. That's what I am. Please, Costello, you look at Marilyn and slowly you begin inch away, way forward, inch by inch, inch by inch. Get me over there. I only rented the boat for an hour. No, no, no. <laughs> now the moment has come. You're underneath the clump of trees. You take her in your arms. You look up suddenly. You see that a tree is beginning to fall. You don't want her to be frightened by the falling tree, so you whisper tenderly in her ears. Louis, my boy, that's the kind of writing that belongs to the ages. Yes, the ages between five and seven. Ah, take that sketch away from them, Mom. These two boobs will last it up anyway. Now, Neither listen. one of them knows how to act. Why, you... Wait a minute, Albert. Don't, don't. Let me talk to the boy. Broccoli. Yeah? Come here to your Uncle Louie. How would you like to be on the radio with me? Now you're talking sense. Mm-hmm. What do I do? Well, you can help me with my imitations. Yeah? The first one will be that of the Australian orc. An Australian orc. How do we do it? Just put your neck between my two hands. Uh-huh. That's it. Ah! <laughs> and no jury will ever convict me. Camel presents lovely Marilyn Maxwell from Metro Golden Mayor, producers of Lady in the Lake. For camel fans everywhere, Marilyn sings, He's Just My Kind. Why he left me, I don't know. I love him more than I could show. I've always had him on my mind. He's just my kind. Mine was an ordinary 
Register with you. Why, in your T-zone, of course. That's T for taste and T for throat. Your proving ground for any cigarette. And when you try a camel on your T-zone, your taste will register the pleasure of camel's rich, full flavor of superbly blended choice tobaccos. Your throat will register the pleasure of camel's own cool mildness. So why don't you try a camel on your T-zone now? See if you don't exclaim like so many other happy smokers, camels suit my T-zone to a T. According to a recent nationwide survey, more doctors smoke camels than any other cigarette. Well, Costello, I hope you're satisfied. You brought your relatives over, broke up our show, probably got us wrong with the sponsor, and allowed your nephew, Broculin, to publicly insult me. Me, your best friend. Why? Why? Why do you do things like that? Oh, I'm a boy. <laughs> I'm ready to meet your relatives. Too late, Marilyn. I'll probably never see them again. They did a terrible thing. I'm afraid they got us in wrong with our sponsor. Well, Lewis, honey, what do your relatives do in New Jersey? They're jiggers in a burlesque show. <laughs> jiggers? You mean they do a dancing act? No. They stand outside of the burlesque show, and when the police come, they holler, Jiggers! The cops! <laughs> All kidding aside, Marilyn, I love my family, and I love my neighbors, too. I love everybody. Friends, Romans, and countrymen, lend me your ears, your eyes, your noses. Lend them your ears, your eyes, and your noses. Manhattan night, from Dyson and Brooklyn night. Lend me your pieces, your pens, and your toes. Lend them your pieces, your pens, and your noses. Stop shooting, fool. Lay down your cues. We have a message to bring to you. Be a friend, be a pal. If your neighbor has a horse, help him hit it.
on the show tonight, and I want Please, you to Mr. know... Sponsor, it isn't my fault. But I want I'm sorry to... about the whole thing. I'm sorry it happened. Mr. Sponsor, I didn't know. Now, just Please a minute. Please don't fire us, Mr. Sponsor. Now, just a minute. It's... Just a minute. Mr. Sponsor, I promise you it will never happen again. We want it to happen again. Those people are funnier than you are. You should take them to California with you. Goodbye. No! No! Not that! Hey, Albert! Camel cigarettes. During the war, the makers of Camel cigarettes sent a total of more than 150 million free camels to our fighting men overseas. Now, free camels are sent to servicemen's hospitals instead. This week, the camels go to Veterans Hospital, Tuskegee, Alabama, U.S. Army Children General Hospital, Fort Dix, New Jersey, U.S. Naval Hospital, Bremerton, Washington, U.S. Marine Hospital, Portland, Maine, and Veterans Hospital, Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. Camel broadcasts throughout the United States three times a week, a rebroadcast to practically every area in the world where our men are still stationed and to our good neighbors in Central and South America. And now here are Bud Abbott and Lou Costello with the final word. Well, Costello, next week we'll be back broadcasting from Hollywood. 
Uh, do you think the folks will be glad to see us, Lou? Abbott, the last time I went back, they welcomed me with a big celebration. They burned a streetcar in my honor. They did? Yes. Fortunately, I got out of it just in time. Good, good night, folks. Good night. Good night, night baby. Be right home next week, Mom. Pop and night, baby. Pipe appeal. That's what Prince Albert smoking tobacco gives a pipe. Say thousands of happy Prince Albert smokers. Yes, it's Prince Albert that has the rich, full-bodied flavor that smokers love. It's Prince Albert that combines that rich flavor with cool mildness. Prince Albert is specially treated to ensure against tongue bite. So remember those initials, P.A. They stand for Prince Albert and for Pipe Appeal. Saturday night, be sure to hear Prince Albert's grand old opera with its sensational singer of American folk songs, Red Foley. Tune in to NBC Saturday night for Grand Old Opry with the Duke of Paducah, Minnie Pearl, and Red Foley. Be sure to tune in next week for another great Abbott and Costello show from Hollywood brought to you by Camel Cigarettes. And remember, try camels in your T-zone. See if they don't suit your taste, your throat, to a T. C-A-M-E-L-S America's housing shortage has returned veterans and their families harder than anyone else. And although a record-breaking building program is underway, the need is so tremendous that it'll be some time before the shortage is eased. You can help the veteran by sharing your home if you have extra space, by giving veterans first chance at renting or buying, by listing vacancies with your local veterans housing center, and by not discriminating against veterans with children. This is Bert Parks in New York, wishing you all a pleasant good night for Camels. You're listening to I Love Old Time Radio with your host, Virtual Vinny. Welcome back. So we had a revisit of the farm job sketch, and quite honestly, I preferred Sidney Fields' Melonhead's version to this one. Primarily, it was because of the joke about the girl who is a looker. It just, to me, landed differently from a female rather than having a male because men are pigs, to be honest. Um... And we also got another song from Costello. And that's going to conclude our show here on I Love Old Time Radio. This program can be heard on Spotify, Apple, or Google. We're also on Stitcher, Amazon Music, and iHeartRadio, or by listening right from our website at iloveoldtimeradio.com. If you enjoy our program, please make sure you rate and review wherever you listen to this podcast. If you'd like to help support this show, you can do so by visiting iloveoldtimeradio.com forward slash support. The Blue Beetle returns on Monday, and next week we'll have some more of the Abbott and Costello Show. For iloveoldtimeradio.com, this is Virtual Vinny, signing off.